When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Mellow Man Ace. Fabulosis. I'm Bronick. I want to teach you guys how to be a rapper. Now I'm into music production, and I'm teaching, and I'm an educator in the music industry, and I would love to share my talents with you and just share this gift of music with you. And I'm going to teach you how to make beats and use keyboards like this. The art of emceeing, how to write a song, how to write a hook, and all these things. Cool. So all you singers out there, if you want to study with me, I can't wait to see you. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Mellow Man Ace Edutainment School for the Arts at the La Puente Community Center. In the future, we're planning on bringing in keyboard lessons and drums and all kinds of percussion and things like that. See you guys there. So I'm looking forward to seeing you all at the Mellow Man Ace Edutainment Arts Program going down at the La Puente Community Center. I want to thank the good folks over there, and I want to have a lot of fun. All right, so let's do this. This is your What A Partner radio station on the local music experience platform. I want to say what's up to everybody out there who's on the radio waves. What up, partner? What up, partner? What up, partner? There's some familiar voices and then there's some unfamiliar voices, but I'm going to introduce you all tonight because everybody's feeling all right and it's Friday night. I'm excited. I got Sledman in the building. I got hey. Drew Brown. Yo. I got Cousin Patty. But I got the pattern of Bronick and Mellow in the building yo, tonight. Yo, yo. So up? listen, this is, this is how we do it. I forgot to give you guys the introduction. When I say what a partner, everybody says what a partner right after that. You know, you okay. want to try it out real quick? You want to try it out? Let's try it out. Let's Here we go. This. What a partners. Yo, what up, partners? Hey. Yeah, I like the way you brought out your radio voice, Mellow. Oh, you, yeah. you, you a pro, man. <laughs> Turn into oh, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfman Jack, remember? What, 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 that was the 1960s and 70s. But there was a movie that they talked about Wolfman Jack. Damn, right. man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, oh, bro. Wolf on Wall yeah. Street? Possibly not. Uh, <laughs> what's up to all the partners out there listening? Again, you know, it's Friday night. We're going to have a good time. Bronick, dope-ass producer. We're going to get to learn more about him. And, of course, Mellow Man Ace. I've been, I've been bumping your tunes all day. Like, if I was going to your concert, I wanted to Is be fresh. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sled man, talk to us, man. Talk to us about the momentum uh, that you're feeling. Well, uh, happy <laughs> Friday, everybody. <laughs> yes, Sled man here, hey, coming in hot as usual. Yeah, we got a great show lined up for everybody. We got a nice setup here with a bunch of heavy hitters tonight. Sledman so, uh, drove in with his BMW. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, Right away. Mello drove in with his BMW. I was like, is that a BMW? And Sledman's <laughs> walking right when, when I'm asking him. I was like, oh, fuck, it's going to be a dope show. Sledman's here. You got BMW. <laughs> Sledman's like the kind of guy where I, I talk about this all the time, but I saw him diagnosing your, your, your wheels. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like, so does it go like this? Do, 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 do. Or does it go like this? Do, 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 do. this is kind of, he's a fucking doctor, man. He's a doctor. People call him and they're like, he's making a noise. Uh, is it going like this? <laughs> so he's almost like the police academy type of mechanic. You know what sure, I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, Sledman. Welcome, welcome to the yeah, show. Thank Drew, you, thank Drew you. Brown, you're here as well today. Drew Brown is making his uh, return. Uh, he's been on many podcast episodes. 
Drew Brown, the world wants to know, how did your doctor's appointment go today? You know what? Are they um, removing your testicles? One. Yeah. <laughs> Hemorrhoids again. No, I have two testicles. So. <laughs> <Hemorrhoids> <laughs> like a normal person. I'm, I'm, cr- I'm fanboying today, man. We got a fucking Mellow Man Nation in the house. Oh, man. that yeah. man. God yeah, damn. Lots I, of I don't know if I'm like nervous oh, shaking because I came from the proctologist or because this man's here. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, I pulled up and I was like, oh, these fuckers in my parking. But then I seen the beamers. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? I better just stay low key. But <laughs> pleasure to be in the room, breathing the same air as you, Mr. Bronick. Just Bro- it's it's a pleasure, Bronick, man. Bronick, like Bronson. Bronick, Bronick, thank you, Bronick. thank you, brother. Oh, yeah. Bronick, my mistake, yeah. man. It's, it's the nerves, you know. Like yeah. I said, I'm fanboy. Shake it off, shake as, it off. As I asked if I could get a uh, picture with you after, if you could sign my tits oh later, my I'll, be, I'll be happy. To, uh, you know, be a hey, part. It of It won't be my first time. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, I knew yeah, that yeah. was there oh, somewhere. <laughs> pleasure to meet you guys. Welcome to what up part of podcast. Orale, orale. I like to move the attention away from Drew Brown for a second and talk to the partner Bronick. You know, Bronick. Him and I hit it off right away. I feel like we're partners already, man. What up, partner? What up, partner? Welcome to we're the show. Now. So you're a, you're a, you're a producer, right, man? I mean, what, your Instagram yeah. name is produced, produced by Bro- by Bronick. Yeah. That's right. So talk yeah. to us, man. How are you feeling tonight? How's your vibes going so far? Hey, it's great to be here. I like the comedy and the German vehicles. And the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I was have experiencing a, a little vehicle. Mercedes hate earlier. Oh, That's okay. Man. That's well, okay. You guys, BMW guys, outnumbered me. Well, we gotta. Oh, we- actually, technically, I do have a BMW. Okay. You technically, do. oh, again. There you go. I'm a minority. Well, here. I, I got some partners in the forum here: uh, Armora, Gamble, Wendy Darlin, Porno Pete, Cousin Pat. Well, Cousin Patty's here. Fred, uh, we got Sarcastic Barber. We got Ronnie. We got a lot of partners in our in our local music experience forum here. And Porno Pete is actually a Mercedes expert as well. Yes. Wow. Uh, just right. like Sledman. They bo- there we all, you go. Yeah, Sledman and him went to competing schools. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to the oh, UCLA. Wow. You're going to UCS, USC. Yeah, of, so, so Porno, Pete is, Porno Pete is all about Benz. Yeah, he's all, he's got, he's, he's, so he's, 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 he's on your side. Yeah, he's okay, on your cool. side. All right, I got people there. And Armora says, yo, Melo. Orale. <laughs> so, Melo, man, welcome to the show. It's uh, it, it's a question I ask everybody. You know, when you first walk, when you first come to the dojo, we call this the dojo, by the way. When you first come to the dojo, you know, you get a first sense of, uh, first type of judge your book by its cover type of uh, approach. I mean, I'm yeah. a, everybody does that. It's a natural human response, right? Mm-hmm. What is your judge a book by its cover perspective on the show thus far? I mean, when I pulled up, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, when I pulled up. It just, um, you know, it was just good vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was what I expected when I saw a clip of the show or two. And seeing your guys' faces, putting the names to the faces and everything. And it's just, it's exactly what I expected. You oh, guys are just great people. You got a great energy and a, and a dope vibe. So yeah. I, I feel right at home. Wow. The Patrizzi is nice and chilly, so everything is oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And thank you. Thank, <laughs> you. thank you to Melissa. Yeah, Melissa, you came through because Drew Brown got stuck at his proctologist. Yep. And by the way, who orders a proctology through Uber? Eats. <laughs> <laughs> it was DoorDash. It was DoorDash. I just look for the best deals. You know? <laughs> he got a Groupon for uh, for his uh, inspection. Hey, so Mr. R. Morrow wants to know what is the word of the day for the shot? Oh, okay. So the partners usually have a, a word of the day so we could drink with all the people that are listening. You guys don't have to drink with us, but I took an oath to my partners to, <laughs> to have a word of the day on Fridays because, you know, I don't like to drink every day. But on Fridays, I want to party with my partners, you know? (laughs) So everybody out there, uh, Mello, you can create the word of the day. What's the drinking word of the day? If anybody in the forum types in this word, we will have to take a shot. 
And uh, you don't have to, but we will. And I know sled men will. So basically, the word of the day is if somebody types it in yeah. or says right it. here or says it in our forum with the local music experience, yeah. then they have to take a shot. Okay. Okay. So, so what the do you think, The word buddy? is bushwhack attack. Holy oh, shit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Bush- okay, so you gotta, you have to you spell it explain right. this one, Melo. Wait, you got to explain wait. But bushwhack in the forum, attack. for those listening to the forum, you guys have to spell that correctly. Bushwhack attack. No, don't tell them. You're going to get them drunk. All right. Wait, wait. Why do they have to spell it correctly? So that way you don't end up drunk, dummy. I'm not going to end up drunk. I told my I called my liver last night and I said, hey, we got a big day tomorrow. You ready? He's like, yeah, yeah. So, Melo, bushwhack attack. Tell me the origin story behind this one. Is this like an inside joke, an outside joke? Are we the joke? What's up? Nah, uh, the uh, bushwhack attack. You remember, I've been in the biz- in the music business for over 32 years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, think, right, right, bu- right, right. I think of the bushwhackers from WWE. That's what I was that's thinking, I, yeah. yeah. Nope, that's not it either. Okay. <laughs> well, there was a lot of bush 30 years ago, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. there isn't. <laughs> that's not it either. Right. Okay. The bushwhack attack was a phrase that hip-hop came up with in the late 80s, right? And it was basically... When somebody's trying to sabotage you, right, it's a bushwhack attack. Mm. Yeah. But even though they'll never succeed, it's still a bushwhack attack. Wow. So do you have any examples of you being bushwhacked or you whacking other people? No, that's mobster version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. I've been around for a long time. I've received a lot of love and a lot of hate. Well, that comes Um, with it, though. Yeah, it comes with the territory. Yeah. My mother used to tell me and my brother Sendog when we first started. What a pilot? Um, no, she didn't say that. <laughs> your brother. I was talking said, to your brother. <laughs> she said to us, you're going to have a million people that love you, a million people that hate you, and a million people that won't have an opinion one way or the other. Ooh. That right there prepped me and my brother to let words bounce off of us like, like nothing. Like gnats. Right. You know what I mean? So Bushwhack Attack is dope, man. That's a history lesson for me. I wonder if, you know, if you were to Google or fact check Bushwhack Attack, would you get some crazy stories or some, some interviews from people talking about that? But I've never heard that term, dude, and that's pretty Yeah, dope. I've been around a long think- time, man. I mean, th- I remember when I first came into business, there was a lot of words hip-hop had created. Slang words, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was words like biting or bite. You know, if you bite, that means you stole somebody's style, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You're a biter. There was the word dope, you know, not in the... Literal sense of of drugs or whatever, but just being dope, having a dope style about yourself, the way you carry yourself, that's a dope individual. Or somebody has a lot of respect, that's a dope individual right there. And that word bushwhack attack was in that same era. I mean, there was phrases like fresh. And if the way you rocked your hat to the side, yo, that's fresh. The way you pull up in your Beamer or whatever, yeah. and, the, and the drip is real. Yo, that man's whip is fresh. The whip itself, the word whip stands for car, right? And that's from the 1970s. Really? No way. Whip is from 70s? From the 70s. Man, I bet you there's a bunch of words yeah. we used to day that are from back in the day, yeah. man. Come you, have, you, have you know seven. what? I can actually think of a situation that we actually re- used bushwhack attacking. Do you remember? No, go we ahead. Were out, we, were, we were out on the road, and we were going all over the place, like, doing shows. And um, if we got to a venue and we were doing a show, something bad was going down. Mello would say bushwhack attack. We flew out to Texas, to like McLean, Texas. Yeah. And we were at that like roadhouse. Yeah. 
Like a steakhouse? Refresh my memory. We got we we flew on we flew on a plane and we were flying over over Texas and looking down. There's like nothing down there. And we get to this place in Texas. And then they say, howdy, and we partner. Get there and it looks like the, a country roadhouse. I think so that was their all what? McAllen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the right. That's the Texas. I'm tripping. Yeah, it is. And then we, we're there at the bar. And then we discover that the free drinks they, they've been offering us at the bar were spiked. <laughs> Whoa. And Bello goes, bushwhack attack. Oh, no way. And we all knew to back off right there. How did you discover that? That's interesting. I don't remember. He's a survivor, man. This guy's a survivor. That's he's a been through it. He's seen it all. Story. That's a thirty-year-old story. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly. <laughs> he's like, I well, remember I was roofied. It was hangover. You part guys one. have seven <laughs> shots to catch up on now. Holy snikes! Oh, wow. All right, all right. Here we go. So, yeah, uh, so the do. forum is out of control. Everybody's saying bushwhack attack. You guys are dope, man. We love the engagement. Keep it coming. If you have any questions. For the partners, let us know. But I think we need to take a shot. So Raul man, says he's already drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Armora, pour, uh, no, Armora. Armora. Drew yeah. Brown. Drew Brown, you do not look like Armora, but pour him up, man. So let's get started with, uh, with, with a little bit of the Patna show tonight. Before we play our first song, Mello, we are going to be playing your first at-bat song. So okay. your at-bat song, you're at Dodger Stadium, right? Yeah. It's the World Series. And you are, you're inside the locker room because your knee hurt. This is, this is a Kirk Gibson story. Then yeah. uh, Tommy Lasorda gets, hey, Mello, I need you out there. We're yeah. down by one. And, you know, you go up to bat, man. What, what, song, what song is playing? Pardon? What's your pop-up song? I would say, song? listen here, you fat bastard. You go out there. <laughs> you tell that guy in the booth to play. Gangstar Manifest oh, Remix. Oh, I ain't that's coming right, out. Right. And I'm not going to hit this yeah. home run. How about that? I'm not going to hit this boy right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Talk, give, give, us, give us some context on, uh, on Gangstar, uh, on this particular song. Does it, does it have some, yeah. kind of, some kind of historical, some significance in your life? Uh, everybody's waiting to hear. Really? Partners. Pa- pa- <laughs> I just right. tried to build right. it up. I tried no, to build um, it up. <laughs> I mean, look, when I first came into business back in 87, Gangstar was coming out with a record. I, I forget the name of that record. It had Damo Deesky on it. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but I, I really liked that record. It was a very underground record. And um, I had a copy or two on cassette. And so then when I got signed to Capital from Delicious Vinyl, Gangstar also got a deal with a major as well. And they came out with a song, Manifest. And these are the words that I manifest. And it was so dope because the video had Guru, rest in peace, acting like he was Malcolm X in the video. Okay. And it looked just like him because he had the same shades and everything. And the way he did it and how eloquently he spit those verses and the way his demeanor was, that record always stuck to me. So the fact you know, when DJ Premier did the remix that we're going to listen to, it, it it was already like it was number one, like on the underground hip hop charts. And as we're coming up together, those were one of the records that I remember. And, and, and the words that he's spitting, if you listen to the verbiage, if you love rhymes and you love style and you love content and actual knowledge within the speech of the rapper's intelligence, you're going to love this record. Right here. And if you don't, then I'm sorry for you. Let's go. (laughs) go. Let's go. We'll We'll be right back on Potter Radio. Take a shot, partners. (laughs) 
for a moment, okay? And then sway. Well, I can make that we must do away with all the stress and the strife. So God bless your life. Use kindness and never blindness. And you will find that this perspective is best. Check it out. These are the words that I manifest. I'm at the best. Gangstar, and this is the What Up Partner podcast on localmusicexperience.com. Here with the partners and the Bronic producer yeah. extraordinaire, That's Mr. Right. That's right. Mellow Man Ace. How y'all feeling tonight? I like my chances. I think he's talking chances. to you, Drew Brown. Hey, hey, That's how rumors get started. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. That's a great song, man. I rumors. love, Yo, I love man. that song. <laughs> Yeah, and the original is equally as potent, you know what I mean? But mm. when Premiere added that other little extra stuff to it, it just took it over the top. And I remember in real time, it just extended the life of that record for them, you know? Yeah. So, and if you listen to it, I mean, what I love about Guru so much, though, is that he was so young and that intelligent at the same time, you know what I mean? Right. Because right. you don't get a lot of knowledge and wisdom at he, that age, he was born with you know what I mean? He, yeah. Well, he came, he came. I, I don't think he was born with it. He studied a lot, the 5% nation less, lessons and whatnot. And I think having that for him was what made him more advanced lyrically than time, many of the MCs, absolutely. Orale. So Drew, Drew Brown <laughs> Drew Brown had a question because we were listening, we were grinding to this, this song right now, Manifest, and we were just, you know, enjoying the vibes. And Drew Brown was talking to Bronick, and then and we're, and we're like, hey, dude, we, save it for the air. So Drew Brown, <laughs> yeah. rewind and do it again, what you just did. Uh, well, you know, it was a lot of Hollywood talk, man. You, you guys wouldn't understand between, you know, he, he understands my lingo, so that's why I was talking to Mr. Bronick. Yeah, bro, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I was asking Mr. Bronick, I mean, uh, you know, you've got a great artist here, Mellow Man Ace, first Latin hip hop arts to be gold certified gold. Oh, yeah, you did your awesome. homework. Right. Huh? Right. Oh, That's right. I've been doing the my homework on this guy. The Godfather of Latin hip hop. I've been doing my homework on this guy since the nineties. You know what I mean? Wow. Holy shit! All right. Yeah. I had hair back then. You know, <laughs> he had a mullet. I had a mullet. You know, and uh, but just a pleasure to be here. As I mentioned, how did you get into you know the industry to uh, discover such talent and like you know what was uh, what was the journey like? Yeah, you know, did you have uh, to go to school for producing? Well, let, yeah, you know what? No, there there is no school. You know what? I guess there, there are no schools school. for oh, producing. Oh, wait a minute! School of hard that's now where real are producers now. are created. But it's all it's all about heart, baby. There you go. No, but um, you know, I started out with a dream. Like I was really into hip hop, and like I saw you know break dancers and stuff like that, and I decided, you know what, I want to be a DJ. And then um, I started out DJing. And then I thought it was a big deal that during the days of K-Day that I got to DJ World on Wheels. Sweet. And, um, yeah, if you but don't then know I was what like, that is, yeah. Yeah. It the was days one of the of, biggest hip-hop gathering places, and it was in a Crip neighborhood in South Central. So 
you had to go over there. And, I mean, it was, it got re- way real. Bronick, I can't picture you rolling. in South Central. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you had, a kid from Manhattan the 60s, Beach, California. The, 40s, the 30s, the 20s. And it, it, in order to hip hop, and if you were coming from a blood neighborhood, you had to dress in disguise. Like, oh, shit. you couldn't let these crypt dudes know because they turned the place oh, yeah. upside down. What? You knew the real hip hop uh, lovers out there would make that trek. You know what I mean? You knew who the real hip hop lovers were out there so yeah, how did no. you how did that you get worse. to do that that's uh yeah bro. you know what i just started like i was on the grind i was like all about djing and i ended up like getting connected with um a guy who would later on become the dj for low profile or uh wc in the mad circle and so we would just dj and scratch all day and like do all kinds of dj tricks that and DJ stuff like Aladdin? that dj len Lowe. Len Lowe from back in the day. Len Lowe. Yeah. Reminds me of a pint of Nick Lowe. And uh, Derek Cleveland, his brother. Yeah. So that and, was and you so as a DJ. I was a DJ. And so people would start bringing me in on their records to scratch on their records. And then next thing I knew, I was remixing their records. Huh. And then next thing I knew, I had to get that SP-1200 drum machine. And I would find myself in the studio like... Just climbing the ladder. It, it, You're climbing it was the like ladder. there was there was a at the time there was like a really small hip hop scene in L.A. It was like a really, really a close network. Small. And you, I would be yeah. like, yeah, you well, all yeah, the all the hip hop artists would be in the same studio. So like we would be at like Skip Sailor and like Egyptian Lover would be always working. What a partner! Or uh, L.A.D. Studio. What a partner! And uh, Dr. Dre would be in there with a world class wrecking crew. And so, and NWA. everybody was all distributed through the same label. It was called Macola Records. No shit. This little record label on Santa Monica Boulevard. Wow. And so I got connected with them. And there were two guys, Courtney Branch and Tracy Kendrick. And they ran this record pool, but they were also the producers of a group called the L.A. Dream Team. I was going to say the L.A. Dream Team yeah, is right. in the house. <laughs> Patty. Rock Berry. Patty, yeah. Oh, Rock Berry. Rock, there you go. Fuck. I love yeah. Rock so, Berry, So man. through all that whole network, I ended up in the studio making beats and stuff like that. And then I ended up uh, producing King T. I was in high school. And I produced um, King T. No way. A track on one of his albums called At Your Own Risk. Um, and then me, uh, a guy named Rashad Coes and DJ Pooh became partners. We were DJ called the Boogeyman. Did you say partners? Did My you partners. say? We were, oh shit! That's man. right. We were partners. Oh, partner. man. We were partners. Partner. Oh shit! Yeah. The LA Dream Team is how I met Egypt. Wow! Really? No way. Yeah, wow, pa- that's Patty. Uh, Patty's a Patty's a close partner of the partner Egyptian lover. What a partner! All right. And uh, yeah, we went to one of his shows for the anniversary of that that beat machine. What was it called? The, the 808. 808. Yes. Right here. Oh, you are yeah, wearing it. Holy right. shit! He's wearing the shirt. <laughs> hey, there's a great story about that because supposedly, see, this is how things get started. But supposedly, the Egyptian lover, he only had six hundred dollars, but he wanted to buy. The, Roland, the great Roland TR-808 because he discovered that that was the drum machine that was used to make Planet Rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he asked his mom, can I have another $600 so I can buy the 808 drum machine? And she said, well, I bought your brother a saxophone or something like that, right? <laughs> and uh, she said, so I will give you the other $600 and the rest is history. Oh, no he way. Got that, that He got that 808 and next thing you know, 
He was making those beats. That's and dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, mother right there. Mother. Hey, my mom bought me that SP twelve hundred. He does. That's how it starts. So he starts his sets with Planet Rock. That's dope. Oh man, I should have played that. I'm gonna. Oh, I want to play that song right now. So, so Bronick, fast forward, man, and you're hanging out so, with Padamelo right here. So, I produced mm-hmm. King T, and through all this whole thing, I, I end up meeting Mello because King T was on Capitol Records also, and Mello was on Capitol Records. And um, do you remember that day I you met up, him? Do you remember? Was this? How was the weather? What you was know the what? Sky, was the sky blue? <laughs> <laughs> you know it was what? a rainy I'll, day. I'll never forget February. that day. Wait, does Mello remember? When the bromance began. <laughs> it was on Valentine's Day. No, uh, <laughs> you know what? It was a, a day group. like this hey, one. Do you remember Tress? Yeah. It was from these girls that were, weren't they sounded like Priority? Yes. Were they Toxica? Like it was no, it was no. Tres no. Three girls. It was, it was sisters. It was a Tressum. <laughs> uh, not, not exactly. But uh, three sisters, <laughs> and and they uh, they actually introduced us, and we started like, you know, going over tracks and and listening to beats and stuff like that. But something magical happened back then. Mel, it was impressive because you, yeah, <laughs> that's when we became brothers, partners. Like uh, we that's right, partners. partners. But uh, what year was this? This was like what was it, eighty nine, ninety, late eighties, early nineties. He oh, was like man. it was early nineties. I think it was like yeah, nineteen ninety. I think it was time. season two of Saved by the there Bell. I remember that <laughs> shit. <laughs> good go. one. You got the new right. Good one. Daddy, this is the last time I'm coming <laughs> on the show. That right there was blatant disrespect. <laughs> 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 now you we have to stop it all and rewind this it. This one's later. He was wrestling. He's going for the He's not a fan of Saved by the Bell. So you guys met. Actually, Saved by the Bell didn't come out to ninety four. Oh shit! Thank you. There you go. So, Boom, so he, mic drop. So he's not coming back drop. because I don't yeah. know my Saved by the Bell <laughs> fan. <laughs> and I know because my little sister Anna appeared on the show. Oh, that, no uh, way. Hey, what up to your little hey, sister? Hey. What up, Pat? Also, she was also in the Mentirosa video. Right. No yeah. way. So yeah. That was okay. her in there. Okay, so the, I, was, I wanted to ask this question. I don't mean to steal the spotlight from you, Bronick, but I wanted to ask this question. Who was the girl on your track who's like, no, no, don't don't leave me, no. Yeah. yeah. Who was that? Is she that still was around? a female by the name of Denise from Around My Way. Okay. And um, and what happened with her, before we go back to the Braun thing, when the Paul Rodriguez show called me to perform, it was the first TV show I was going to do. Dope. I called her. And I said, we got to get to the studio. Paul Rodriguez wants to do an interview, and, and I'm going to perform. Well, she must have told her boyfriend, and her boyfriend got jealous of it, and he didn't like the fact, like, yo, she's going to be on TV with me. She had did it in the what? studio, so I figured, you know, you're the only one that knows the part. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't make it. What? I can't make it because my boyfriend's <laughs> tripping, right? No way. Oh, so right away, I called home, and I asked my little sister if she could do it. She said, yeah, I got you. Yeah. My little sister drives. <laughs> my little sister drives to the studio. We bang it out. Paul Rodriguez loves it, and so does the audience. And so I just gave the job on tour to my little sister since she hammered it That's out. That's dope. Right and so that girl yeah. would go on to miss her opportunity to. Wow. Yeah. To be what, up the the pana, what up to the pana Anna, the, uh, the second right. mentor? Give it up to her little sister. <laughs> hey, little yeah. sister. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you, does that, does that girl with the missed opportunity, uh, is she still with that guy? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea, bro. Um, <laughs> That's dope, man. That's I dope. I think what happened is. They bro- ended up breaking up, um, I think, is what ended up happening. 
and she completely missed her opportunity. So when we started to go on tour, the song started to go global. Um, she missed out on on Arsenio Hall show. No way. Being on Soul Train. She just missed out, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, we nice. went, we went Soul Train. Right on, man. Dope story, man. We're going to get more mellow in just a second. But, Bronick, man, you are obviously you've been in the game a long time and you're doing big things. Talk to us about what you got coming up soon, man. I, I, you and I, we have uh, an affinity of teaching people, uh, of coaching and, and, and bringing people up to another Giving level. Giving back to right. the community. Drew, when I met Drew Brown, he was nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was actually Just selling oranges. Boy. Yeah, I was he, selling oranges. He, he was, was like, this high. He was this tall. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, just to give you guys some background, the city of La Puente is doing big things. They remodeled the park. They remodeled the community center. And, uh, of course, Mello and Bronick and his partner, Abby, they got together and they said, you know what? We're going to make a dope, dope class. So we're going to teach the youth of, uh, in the community. And so this, it's called edutainment. It's a class to learn right, how to right. be a producer, a singer, a rapper, how to write music, how to, how to, how to promote everything. All you can think of, man. And, and this is rare because I think before you guys, awesome. it was just TikTok. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> it's just, it's a, you know what? We were like, we were talking about how music has died in the school systems. And um, yes, they're cutting and we, music. We love programs. music. We love part, probably the best part of the whole music creation process is the actual, like the journey there. Yeah. To make a track, like the actual creation. Process, the process. When you're working together with somebody, that's what brought us together. Like we we connected over music, and we've been friends for over 30 years, and um, that's what brought us together. And that's where we had some of our greatest moments when we would like when that beat. When I, when I when I when I showed him, I would make a beat, and I would I would I would have a vision for that beat, and he would somehow he he magically saw that. And he would be able to take that and run with it. And next thing you know, at the end of the day, we had a track. How did you guys decide for La Puente? Like, how did La Puente play into that? Um, I belong to a, a Latino networking conference group. And I'm on the board, the chairman, one of the chairmans there. And it's called Lana. Lana had hmm. an event at Sidebar no, no. O Crab. Oh, over Johnny. in Hacienda Heights. Orale. What up to the Pines of Sidebar? Boy, no Johnny, <laughs> Jay Gons. I like to call him the Goombada. <laughs> you know? and, and, uh, and so we had an event there, and there was a lot of Latino owners, business owners who came. But one of the men who came happened to work city councilman for City of La Puente. Now, everybody gets a chance the to introduce themselves David. by the name of, yes, David Argudo. Orale, what a partner. Um, and he introduces right. himself and he gives a speech about how many years he's been in city council and what he's been doing. And like toward the end of his little introduction, he looks at me and he goes, there's some things I want to talk to you about after. He singled after, you out. after Yeah, he singled me out. And I'm like, that's cool. Okay. So make a long story short. Four months go by, I never hear from him. One day I'm on the golf course and I'm playing a tournament. I get the phone call and I'm like, yo, this is weird. It's been a long time. He goes, I know it's been a long time, but now I'm ready. He's and I'm like, planning. he's been planning, he's been been planning diligently. He's been, he's been Absolutely. So he presented the idea to me about, you know, maybe bringing something like the edutainment, the Mellow Man Ace edutainment arts program to La Puente. And that's how that 
went about. Wow, man. That's dope. Later on, later on, he would introduce us to Bob and Alex and we met. We met with um, we met with Bob Lindsay, who's like the city manager. Yes, and um, we were really surprised that these guys actually really care about the people of La Puente. Like, they're really doing good things over there. Like, and they, you've met politicians before. We, these were different. You're like, wait, <laughs> this is what politicians are supposed to right, be like. Right, Like, they're supposed to actually care about the people in the community. Right. And they showed us, like, look, we we just remodeled this park. And yeah. we built a snack bar. Yeah. And we're trying to do things for the community. And we're spending all this money because we want to actually enrich the kids the of the community and, the and we were like long we were we were mind blown by that no way we were like this is an opportunity for us to basically teach music to kids and people from the community because the the, the age range is pretty wide they said like i think it's from eight years old to 21 years yeah, old. yeah. Wow. and we at first we thought well we're thinking kids but like this is kids from to young adults yeah and um we could not believe when we left there especially talking with Bob that they actually, these guys are like actually taking money and they're spending money to enrich members of the community. They actually care about the city of La Puente. So I was like, I kind of came away from that thinking, I wish the politicians in my city acted like that or thought like that. Right. But so like, this is like a blessing and an opportunity. And we thought this is perfect. You know, this is like the birth of, a program that where we can teach all kinds of kids. So have you ever and bring the arts back to right. the school system? Yes. Yeah. Can you guys tell me a little bit about Abby and what her role will be in this? Oh yeah, Abby what couldn't be it? here today. Yeah, what up, partner? Can, can we get right. a what up, partner for Abby? What, what up, partner? Abby, we miss you. Abby, Abby you're here in spirit. She's texted. She she hit me um, up. She's like, I have a big show. My first right. show tomorrow. I'm, and you know, so hey, Abby, we'll have her soon. Five hours down. Yeah, we'll have her on the show soon. Since you but, know um, the juice, well, Bronick, Abby, you, Abby, you, Abby is a look. I've known Bronick over thirty years. I've known Abby over twenty some odd years because I met her through DJ Mugs of Cypress Hill, Orale. who actually brought her into the studio one day. And you guys all grew up together, right, in Southgate? No, no. Well, Cypress Hill and I, yes. Orale. Not Bronick and not Abby. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, I met Abby then, and um, she's been an incredible friend for for a long time. Also, she's also my percussion instructor. Mm. Um, she started teaching me how to play congas a year ago so wow. that I can play on stage and whatnot. She's multi-talented. Ooh, that's dope. Singer, songwriter, composer, pianist. Badass guitarist, all around. All around yeah. Percussionist, pianist. I mean. She sounds a lot like multi- Ricky Ricardo. You know, like that dude did everything. Oh, she's, yeah. 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 No doubt. Badass. I mean, and so when it, when it came to doing something like this. Immediately, I thought of Bronick and I thought of Abby because they are the most I, I have a strong connection with them, but they're super talented as well, you know, and either one can st- stand on their own too, no matter where I take them, what musician, what engineer they can't they can't get anything past these guys. They're not you know gonna what miss. I mean? they're not gonna miss their <laughs> levels of expertise have been covered and covered, and they know the verbiage, they know the language around any studio. Wow. And so when this came to me as an opportunity, I right away I thought about them. Like I need to have, I can't do this right. without them. Yeah, and Abby, you need your partners. Yeah, no doubt. And Abby is, is so instrumental because she comes from a teacher's background as well, but she toured as well in the early '90s um, with so many of the Spanish artists um, of that time. 
So when it comes to having us build our lesson plans and, and these types of things, she's been instrumental in teaching us how we're going to be able to do this, stretch it out for a 10-week process, okay, 10-week course, a semester, if you will, and what to teach week one, what to teach week two, Damn. what to teach week three. Has- the yeah, curriculum, the process, right? Exactly. Right. The curriculum is all the, the everyday stuff. You know, has been we're musicians, to and to... she's like a real teacher. She's a real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's been teaching she's for teaching over twenty years. Yeah. yeah, Melo, that's such a great story, man. Thank you for from the bottom of the hearts of the, all the partners in the city of La Puente, man. Thank you so much for doing this. This You're is welcome. dope, it's man. My pleasure. And Bronick, thank you, brother. Bro. This is gonna be insane. I'm gonna this see gonna you. I'm gonna see you every Thursday. There, there we go. Hey, <laughs> I'm excited. Enrolled one of your, so, your yeah. two of your kids in <laughs> yeah. our program. Yeah, right? yeah. My son Ralph. That's the most the... amazing thing. I, I asked Mello, how did we end up here? Yeah, why are we here? And we found out that your kids are enrolled in the program. <laughs> they and, are, man. And I'm hoping that this one also, because he has a lot of things he wants to do. And Orale. Like, you have to come and listen. Shout to out to so. the partner over there. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And, and so, Drew Brown will be there. I'll be the oldest 21 year old. He wants to be your teacher's assistant. <laughs> 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 He's over 21, but uh, he'll be your teacher's aide. Oh, he'll, wow. he'll be your roadie. <laughs> so, background so, check. So, check it out, folks. We're going to talk more about this, but I got a question for you before we play our next song. Bronick, you know, you and I chopped it up a little bit. You sent me your at bat song. I know you didn't call Tommy the sort of fat go. bastard, but, but you fat bastard. <laughs> All of a sudden, you have an Italian accent. Hey, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You said you were gonna play the song anyways. I did, bro. But I gotta say, much respect to Roger Troutman. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I R. play R. the talk box. I love Roger Troutman. He's a god to me. And um, I play California Love on the talk box. Nice. So it's going to be California Love. Oh, shit. Of course. Any particular memory that you can think of? Any sentimental type of events that you were part of that got you there? You know, to me, it was like a pinnacle of where Tupac, Dre, and Roger Troutman all met together. Yeah. When they were all... Well, Tupac and, and Roger Troutman were alive. Oh, man. Sa- sad that they're both gone. Yeah. But um, the talent and the, and the production in that song, and like for me as a person that plays the talk box, like to me, Roger Troutman's the man. So California love is where it's at. And plus, I'm from California. And you said you Manhattan said, Beach, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Manhattan Beach, baby. Yeah. And, uh, and you said... If you were up to bat with the Dodgers, well, the Dodgers are from California, bro. Tell me the story. Tell me the story to keep down. There you go, you fat bastard. Listen up, fat bastard. Hey, rest in peace, Donald Sorda, fat bastard. All right, so so this one (laughs) right here. Rest in peace, Tupac, and rest in peace, Roger Troutman. R.I.P. to all the partners out there, man. Listen, we're going to be right back after this. This one is for all the partners from California and all the ones that want to be in California. We'll be right back on What a Partner Radio. What a
Yes, everybody, Sledman here. Coming in hot for Bridgetown Motorworks. You know, there's a lot of things you got to take care of on a regular basis. Your brakes, you know, your oil changes, all that. Check engine lights, any warning lights that come up. You almost have to be like a detective. You got to ask the right questions. When does this happen? There's a lot of people out there that maybe they're not familiar with what goes on. Top off your blinker fluid, your muffler bearing, you name it. These weird rattles or noises. So go down there, check them out. They're located in downtown La Puente, California. Bridgetown Motorworks brings the latest and greatest honesty and quality of work. What up, partners? What What up, up, partners? That's right, everybody. It's the What A Partner Show, live on the radio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to say what's up to all my partners out there. And we're just having a good time tonight. It's Friday, baby. We got the partners in the building. Can I get a what up, partner? What up, partner? What up, partners? What up, partner? Orale. So we're having a good time, man. We're, you know, I had to play that next song, Sugar Hill Gang. I, I wanted to play it today. I wasn't planning on it, but it came on because we were chopping it up. I just want to say thank you guys for coming, man. It's a great vibe thank so you. far. Thanks for um, having us, bro. Thank you, man. Uh, so, Bron- Bronick, we, we had a chance to learn a lot about you, man. Give us a, a bird's eye view of what's on the horizon for Bronick, the producer, man. So, uh, me and Melo are, of course, working on things, new music and shows and stuff like that. But the, the thing here is uh, this La Puente edutainment program. Edutainment the and Mel- so let's say it correctly it the mellow man Ace Mello, there you go <laughs> mellow man Ace edutainment program. arts program right on right yeah. on so it's it's our opportunity to to basically cover a few different aspects of music and music creation mellow of course is going to teach them the art of being an mc and lyrics and how to have that stage presence and stuff like that and um my job is to teach them how to make beats and all the elements that create music and um, ways that you can do that. And Abby is a vocalist and a piano player, so she wants to teach the kids how to sing. That's dope. And um, so together, like all of us, we, we want to basically bring all the kids together and see 
what happens. We know there are going to be some stars in the program. Yeah. Possibly your kids. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Some, from the sound of it. So, um, oh, you're going to know, know that we're going to, our goal is to basically see what, what, what happens with this program, teach them music. Everybody's going to be enriched and get the experience of creating music and, and being, being able to experience each aspect of music creation. But, um, by the end we want to be able to produce a song. Wow. That's dope. Or a few songs and like representative of each group. And um, we're just looking for that talent to rise to the top. And we know that there are going to be kids there that are going to play different roles. Like some kids are going to be producers. Some kids are going to be vocalists or or MCs. So um, we want to take that and put that together and basically show them that we can create a song and everybody's going to have their moment to shine. Wow, that's program. amazing, man. That's so yeah. dope, dude. Thank you very much for doing that for our community. Um, I want to say it's a, <clears throat> it's going to be a pleasure, and I can't wait to go down the journey with you. I, I would like to put the What a Partner Show uh, in the hat of being a supporter because, you that's know, I, you know I'm going to be seeing you anyways, right? <laughs> <clears throat> that's right. At yeah. the school drop-off line. Uh, but, yeah, man, we would love to support, and uh, we're going to do our best to put this out there for the community. Uh, I know a lot of partners from La Puente listen to this show. So if you're out there, go to the La Puente Community Center. You don't even have to go. You can yeah, call them. there's still room available for the course, uh, but you want to hurry up and get your child in, enrolled as soon as possible because it, it will fill up soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we want to make sure we have at least, I believe it was 60 to 80 kids that we want to do wow. at one time for each semester. So get down there. Uh, we look forward to seeing your, you and your child, no doubt. Dope, dope, dope. So so you're you're breaking, you're breaking it up in three segments, but is it going to be one class or is like separate classes, you all inclusive? all different weeks yeah. for different yeah, people. Yeah, the way be we, separate classes. Yeah. You want to you elaborate? Um, yeah, like we know that everybody is different. There are going to be some kids that want to make beats, some kids that want to rap, some kids that want to sing, um, or even young adults, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, you don't have to, like, think that you're going to have to, like, fit into a certain category. If you're interested in music, you should become a part of this. And um, I think as kids, too, they're going to be able to develop what they're going to want to do, right? yeah. Because if they sign up for this, it's not like they signed up for one section of it. They kind of get a little bit of all of it, right? Well, we feel like everything will fall into place. You know, music has gone away in the school programs. So the fact that the city of La La Puente is doing this is a great opportunity. Shout out to the kids. Absolutely. Shout out to uh, the partner. Bob Lindsay. Bob Lindsay, what a partner! Alex Bowman, what a partner! Absolutely, um, and all the city. They really all, care all the about council. the people of La Puente and the kids. So, yeah. um, if we get them in there, we can figure it out. You can pick what's what interests you. Yeah, and um, we're gonna make something of it. Like, you're gonna find what your talents are if you get into the program. So we're, we're welcoming all the kids. Nice. Awesome. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Go, go to the La Puente, uh, go to the city of La Puente page. You'll see, they've got their uh, promo videos on there. There's the information on how to be a part of it, but really all you have to do is call the La Puente community center and they will put you on the list and they'll put your, not you, but your kid on the list. And then they'll say, Hey, don't worry. We got you. I've already called a couple times. Cause I want to make sure like, <laughs> Hey, 
Uh, but yeah, no, they they really do. They're like, hey, I got you right here. You're you're ready to go. That's so I got my ten year old boy. He started rapping Eminem the other day, and I was like, yeah. perfect timing. I'm gonna put you in this class. <laughs> He's like, hey, dad, you so, want to hear a flow? And he started doing the Eminem flow. Yeah. I was like, is that Eminem? He's like, yeah. I just got him some some or uh, some wireless uh you know ear ear air headphones or headphones. whatever ear headphones. Yeah, and so he's, dude, he's always listening to music. I called him the other day. I was like, hey, can you bring this to me? I was driving by. I was like, can you bring this to me? I forgot it. And he came down. He's he got his phone. He's listening to music. It's still, I, I remember when I got my first Walkman, you know? Like the first time you had a speaker where you could just walk around and bump it, man. And, and, and it just brought me back. And it's so, it's so For me, it was so trained. Soul Train. I was telling Brunk about Bronk about <laughs> that. Right. Is that for me? It was Soul Train. The first time I saw Soul Train and Slick Rick, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. So and Don Cornelius. Patty, Patty, <laughs> Patty is looking for a Don Cornelius doll. If anyone out there <laughs> knows how to find this doll, she really is looking for it. Like you guys will score a thousand points with cousin Patty because she has always wanted this doll. She used to have it. And somehow it magically disappeared. What happened? Well, yeah, to this I mean, now? it's just like it's like when we went to Frankenstein's and they had all those elves that I used to have. I'm like, damn, two hundred bucks. I'm sure this thing only cost me like twenty bucks in the eighties. Wow! Like all my you toys think are there. Bushwhack attack. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bushwhack attack, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a shot for the bushwhack attack in the forum. There's lots of bushwhacks in there. Hey, but what? I don't know if you guys noticed that that now that everything's coming back vintage like like I want a pop goes weasel and. Again, that's like an eighty dollar doll that I want. A pound puppy is like seventy bucks. I'm like, man, maybe I don't want to relive. Pop goes the weasel, cause the weasel face pop. So Melo, wow. you got a you got a toy that you remember from back in the day, man? I have a couple, but one that I recently bought was my Evil Knievel crankshaft. Oh, what? <laughs> a crankshaft? Uh, yeah, they brought oh, wow. it back. They a motorcycle? Back. What is this? I saw this on Facebook, and I couldn't believe it. This was Evil Knievel was. One of the first motorcycle stuntmen yeah, of the 1970s, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's known for flying over the, the pond at Caesar's Palace, uh, jumping over multiple buses, 30 really buses, like breaking, all of his breaking bones every in his bone body. in his body. Absolutely. And uh, so I, I saw that they were bringing the toy back, and I and I cop one. No way. And no way. That's one of my favorite toys still to this day. I go out in the yard and crank <laughs> yeah, it. No, you know. man oh, is proud owner. It's a, what is it? It's a bicycle? It's a, a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle. It's, it's, a motorcycle. It's, a, it's a figure of Evil Knievel about this big. Oh, shit. And, and the motorcycle is about this big. And you, he sits right on top, and you crank the shaft, right, to make... And wind it and up. Wind you wind it up, and when you pull back, he jets out. Oh, and he didn't even tell me about this. Yeah. Can I come over and play? <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he puts it away when hell. you go over. Bring your own evil Knievel. <laughs> exactly. Own he's like, hey, I, evil, like, I was messing with Legos, and he's got uh, evil Knievel. Evil right. Knievel is the only partner I know with, with the name Evil and still be badass. You know, like, like that's, that's good dope, point. Man. Good point. Remember hey. that one time Fonz from Happy Days jumped over that shark tank, that shark pond? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the same. Not, the not, same. not even close. <laughs> He's no Evil Knievel. And the next one would be a uh, Ghost Rider. Uh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage because he couldn't die because he sold his soul to. I think Melo would agree that that's not the same, Patty. It's not, that's but not that's, the same. that's like our version of Evil Knievel. I mean, that's the most I've seen. Well, right now, you'll be surprised. There's a group of motorcycle riders by the name of the Metal Militia. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the Metal Militia, Brian the Deegan, and he's one of the originator founders, yeah. original founders of this thing. They've been around for a and while. And they just Metal came Militia. out with a new movie that I went to go see the premiere. 
And what they're doing nowadays is incredible. Wow. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I mean, they're not jumping over buses. They're jumping over freeways. Oh, shit. Doing oh, yeah. all kinds I got to see this movie. That's dope, man. Yeah, shout out to my man Furley for the invite to that. What that, up, that Furley? Was, what up, partner? So you got a motorcycle? You, you, I don't. I no? don't ride. You I don't, don't ride? ride? I know how to ride, but I don't ride. Okay, okay. And you ever jumped the ramp on your bicycle? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we had the toy ramps from back in the day in Southgate. You know what I mean? You had the two ladrillos with the big... You better jump right if not, it's going to... Yeah. yeah, with the board and hope you didn't crack the board on the other side. Yeah. Damn, that's dope, man. That's dope. All right, so Mallow, man, let's let's get into a little bit about Mallow right here, right? The pattern of Mallow's from Cuba, right? Are you are you from it's there family. or your family's from there? I'm sorry, say that again? Your, your family's Cuban, right? You're, you, you yeah. got well, you're Cuban born there. You're born there or you're born here? I was born in Cuba. Mm. In de Rio, Cuba. That's where I'm oh, from. Right. And I came here when I was four years old. Wow. Wow. He was the reason that his entire family came here from Cuba. He was. Yeah. Well, when I was born, there was, if you wanted to get out of the country, you had to file for an ex- exit visa and, and, uh, and do all that kind of stuff. And so... Uh, when my brother, my older sister, Meyer, was born, her number didn't hit this lottery system. Oh, okay. My brother, Sandog, of course, uh, he was born after her, and his number didn't didn't hit. And when I was born in 1967, my number hit and it was able to get the entire family off the island. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing, man. Great, yeah. great story. And then, then how many brothers and sisters do you have? It's four of us. It's four of us. Two and boys, two girls? Two boys, two girls, yeah. Are you the youngest? I'm the middle. I'm the forgotten child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No doubt. Right on, man. Yeah. So props to your props to your origin story there. I mean, but let's fast forward a little bit. So what, that means he grew up, and you grew up in Southgate. We was born in Cuba, raised in Southgate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's what's your origin story like from a music perspective, right? So like you know we, we talked to the Panabronic. Uh, he's a he was surfing on the waves in Manhattan Beach, yeah. and he wanted to be a DJ. Talk to us about your origin story, Pina. My musical background goes back to my grandfather Upiano, who I'm named after, and he was the 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 band leader for the Cuban military. Wow! Orchestra. Wow! Okay. His son, his son Upiano, my uncle, who I'm also named after, is a trombone player, and he's still at eighty. Three years old plays in Cuba in Havana right now. No yeah. way. Okay. Now his children, my cousin Miguelito, is a violinist and he's now in Angola on tour there. Wow. Through Cuba. My cousin Margarita, rest in peace, she was a pianist. Their brothers and their younger brothers, Ivan, was a conguero and still is. And my cousin Ray, rest in peace, he was another trombone player as well. He died during COVID. Wow. Now, we go to my my dad. The musical gene doesn't catch my dad, but he did write all the musical notes for my grandfather, right? My mother was a singer, and she was actually Celia Cruz's favorite singer when she would come into town. What? Oh, absolutely. When Celia would come into town... She called for my mom to come over and wow. sing for her. That's dope, Absolutely. man. Okay, what's, so your, now, what's your mom's name, if you don't mind me? My mom just passed in mm. October of last year. Her oh, name was man. Nieves Reyes, one of the most yeah. amazing women that you ever wanted to meet. R.I.P. And R. I. I'm not just saying that because she's my she's my mother. Uh, but she, she has she had the kind of voice that could shatter that Patron bottle glass right Damn. there. Damn. And that's why I think Celia really loved her voice. Uh, my cousin... Uh, 
my that's my cousin Ray, my cousin mm-hmm. Ivan, my brother Send Dog, my cousin uh, Mayito Rivera, who also sang for Lovambang. If you know that group from Cuba, uh, that's my cousin Mayito on my grandmother's side, the Rivera side. So I'm Upiano Sergio Reyes Rivera Cruz Moreno. Wow. So I'm not the only one with a long name to be made fun of. Right. So then now you got my brother Sendog, of course, of Cypress Hill. You have myself, Mellow Man Ace, creator of the bilingual rap style. And then Orale. you have my son, Kazal, also named after me, Upiano the Fourth, is a keyboardist, beat maker, taught by Bronick. Wow. Since the age of yes. That's dope. Yes. No DJ, way. DJ Kazell. Oh, DJ Kazell. No, no, my not DJ Kazell. He's my age. Bop-o. I was going to say. No, my son's name. Cuba. Is, his rap name, is his production name is Kazell Organism. Yeah. Oh, I got Kazell. Shout out to Kazell. Shout out to Kazell. Organism. What up, partner? Amazing. And he had his first record deal at Delicious Vinyl where I first started oh, when man. he was 15 years old. How did, how did that feel, man? How did that feel? I couldn't write it better any better like yeah. Stephen King couldn't have wrote it any better you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who tells if somebody would have told M. me Night that Shyamalan, in 1987 yo in the year 2000 whatever the hell your son your youngest son is gonna have the same deal on the same record company that discovered yeah. you wow I would have punched him in the face like get out of here man with that you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah Right on. Yeah. That's right dope, on. man. I can't believe it. It's a great story, man. Uh, Mello, thank you for coming. I, I'm more interested in your your name because I named my son Ace, and I want to know who, how you got your name, man. Okay. That's dope, dude. Mellow Man no Ace. Okay. He, he goes by Mello. goes by Meezy. He's a partner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk to us, man. <laughs> All right. So one night we on Cypress Ave. This is before money, before fame, before touring, any of that. We're out there, we're getting blizzied out. And we're somebody was tapping a beat on a car hood. I happened to have a little recorder. And I turned the recorder on. And at this time, it was myself, Send Dog, Be Real, DJ Muggs, and a group by the name of Funk Dubious. Orale. Okay, Funk, uh, my man Tomahawk Funk from Funk Dubious grew up with us as well and went to junior high and high school together. Dope. So it's a lot of MCs, and then you had Crazy D. Crazy D was the only Mexican rapper down with NWA when they first came out. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. Hmm. But Crazy D was also with us because he was from Huntington Park. What up, Huntington you Park? Double, it was double <laughs> dipping. Yeah, he was, he was, his, you know, yeah, he he was, was trying to figure out his way through, yeah. through the hip-hop. You know, So with Dre and them, he'd go with the Morenos. And then with us, he'd come with the <laughs> black Latino Morenos and, 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 and us, right? So... Um, Either way, it was all love. It's, it was all of us in the cypher rapping, right? And so my name was always Ace because I was a pitcher playing baseball. And Dope. I was always the ace of the staff. Hell I had yeah. a lot of curveballs and stuff I used to throw. Anyway, so now when I'm rapping, my name was Ace Cool because I was a big LL Cool J and Cool Mo D fan hey. growing up. I can right? see you licking your lips a lot. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> now you're going to get me all conscious of that. <laughs> oh, he said it. I stuck a nerve. Hey, what is, what's his name? He's juicy mouthed it. He's juicy <laughs> mouthed it. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. That's dope. Right, right. Yeah, he did. Uh, right, right. So now you got me conscious of that. But no. Uh, so now we're rapping. Everybody's busting. And, you know, we're lifted. We're, we're drinking everything. We're young. We're 15, 16, 17 in there at this time. Um, and uh, 
So the next morning, I thought nothing of it, but the next morning, we played it back, uh, and I noticed that Tomahawk Funk had said, I'm chilling in the cypher with Haji Sheik, who, which was Sendog's name at the time, because he was a big Egyptian lover fan. Dope. Wow. I'm Haji chilling Sheik. with Haji Sheik Haji and Sheik. my mellow man, Ace. Ah. Right? So the word mellow in hip-hop was another thing. If you call somebody your chill. mellow, that meant he meant your homeboy. That's the oh, homie. That's my piece. That's your partner. That's my mellow bronic yeah. right there. You no know way. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he put all those three together, I was like, I rewind the tape. I'm like, but he said M- it. Mellow Man Ace. That's it. Huh? <laughs> Mellow Man Ace. And at the time, rappers had three names. Kumo D, Big Daddy Kane, uh, LL Cool J. No shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, KRS-One. You know, it was oh, like this. Yeah. And uh, it was so many other, like Kumo D, Cool G Rap. Damn. Right? All these names. And I was like, man, I, I like that. That's going to stick. And I, and I left it Mellow Man Ace. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. It That's had nothing so to nice. do with Mellow because I wasn't really Mellow back then. <laughs> you wasn't a partner. I, I, I grew into the name. I grew into the name. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool, I was man. the wildest one over there. Anybody will tell you on Cypress Ave. No way, one man. One of the wildest wow. ones. Uh, you got to share a story real quick. Uh, oh, any man. Any stories, man. <laughs> so, you, um, so you grew up with Cypress Hill, right? Uh, and Cypress Hill on mines, absolutely. Yeah, so so you you got some partners around the way. Any stories from back in the day, high school version for the kids that are out there that are going to be going to your class, man? I'll never tell. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I love? I love the I like the story of um I like the story of how you met Lewis Freeze. Ooh, be okay. real. Be real. be real. What up, partner? Okay. How, how did he meet Be Real? This is a crazy story. Interesting, interesting. All right, so I'm in a breakdance crew, um, oh, 1985-86 in there. And I met Be Real because he came at this time, His we used to call him Jeep Jeep. And he came <laughs> with, through one of the other homies named Sugar Pop, right? And he was... He was. Why are you laughing? Because it sounds badass. That's why. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. The names back then were crazy. Legit. That's no, why. So, uh, at this time, I had gotten into a beef with the breakdance crew because they seemed like more concerned with just getting some girls after the right, they after they the battle. All about it. They were, yeah, right, right. But at this time, we had seen big films on the screen like Wild Style, Beach Street, Crush Groove, right. and I said to myself, if we do this correctly over here. We could end up like them dudes. Yeah. Uh, Crush yeah. Groove, like Run Fuck DMC, yeah. LL, Houdini, all these guys, right? Dope. And so, lo and behold, I, I went up that day to the to the high school. They was all chilling at the bleachers. And I said, I'm taking Be Real with me. I'm taking him with me. We're going to do this for real. So if anybody got a problem here, step up right now. <laughs> what? And yeah, I basically punked him for his rights. You know, I took Holy him. Shit. Yeah. Come with me, and I took him on the block, and that's how he met my brother Sendog. Uh, right? Through that connection dope. with me. Yeah. And dope. Next, I mean, lo and behold, 35 years later, they're getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hell you know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. So that's how, how that happened, and I'm glad to be a part of that connection. Either when they made it happen, man, but badass yeah i know but you never know when these instances in life they're they're gonna come into play well the thing the thing about him that drew me to him was he he was a prolific writer more than he was a prolific dancer and i think his ability to put words together was what made me really have to go 
and lock him in. Like when I started, I started this group called DVX back in the day. I wanted to make sure it had him because he was incredibly writing at writing and he knew he, he played with words well and he had metaphors. These he words, had he is. had he had metaphors before a lot of guys in Huntington Park, Bell High, you know, Southgate did. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think because of that, I wanted him to be a part of the crew. And, so I introduced him to Send Dog, and then we all changed our names. We all started changing our names as the older we got, more battles and experience that we got. Like I said, I I went from Ace Cool to Mellow Man Ace. Send Dog went from Haji Sheik to Send Stiff to Send Dog, and then Be Real went from when he first started dancing Jeep Jeep. He went to Chilly Chill. He went to Be Chill. He went to uh, Cool Chill. And then he went uh, to be real. Holy shit! That's, re that's reinventing dope. yourself is basically <clears throat> what it is. Yeah, You're reinventing yourself. Yeah, now we, were, we were polishing up our right. crafts. But that's that's and what, learning all the skills. Exactly. If you think about it, everybody started like. That's we were life. basically we were basically all kids right. in high school, like and, and, and we started yeah. out doing music. And like he, what about that one story about um, about how that break breakdancing battle. What was the name of your breakdancing oh, crew? The breakdance crew uh, was called Be Real. It was called the LAB like, Boys. LAB Boys. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that when I when I knocked Homeboy out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the the, the nonviolent one was like in a battle by himself, and he was like, "Aren't you gonna back me up?" Oh shit! Um, I don't remember that story <laughs> right now. I'm trying to play. <laughs> he had to make yeah, tequila. No, 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 I don't, I don't he fit right in, partner. The, yeah. I tell you what, it, I, was, it was a time that he. You you were just like getting to know him. Bottom line is though, you yeah, know what? I'm, not, I'm in, a blank. In Southgate and back in those days, like the crews all hung together, the talented ones or the ones that wanted to do something, yeah. and that's how you guys all got together. Yes. And since hip hop was such a small thing as well, that's how you were able to connect with your and keep going with everybody around there because yeah, it was I such mean, a small you community. You wanted to find the like-minded individuals mm -hmm. right. because you remember there was a lot of gangs in the '80s and a lot of dope and drugs, right? So what kept us away from that was the music. Yeah. And gangsters would let us give us, would give us a pass because, oh, here come no B-boy dudes. No way. Right. They right. think they from the New York. They recognize you they, as another yeah, group like They think they from New good. York. Because right. we had the bomber jackets. We would rock Lee jeans instead of Levi. We'd rock shell toes without no shoestrings in them. <laughs> and then we had the fly gold chains all the time out. You know what I mean? The La Tigra shirt. Dope. You know what I'm saying? We had the rustic kangos to the side and stuff like fresh, that. So we fresh. were looking like we were from New York. That way we could go hip hop without getting shot. I love that, man. You know check, check this out. It sounds like y'all had a dream. And uh, this next song, no offense, Bell Man, but this yeah. is Sled Man's favorite artist right Let's here. Go, and Frost. it was a dream, man. Uh -oh. uh, it was all a dream. a dream. You know Biggie. what I'm saying? Let's get it. We're going to play this next oh, one. We'll be right back. Fuck all you hoes. Yeah. Let's what a pound of radio. It was all a dream. Pound of radio. We'll be right back. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. 
born sinner The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri Funk Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski I'm blowing up like you thought I would Call a crib, same number, same hood It's all good With Robin Leach and a fall from cheap. I smoke stuff with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me. Now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen. This rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and Queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear. Five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh Phone bill about 2G's flat No need to worry, my accountant handles that And my whole crew is lounging Celebrating every day, no more public housing Thinking back on my one room shack Now my mom pimps a act with minks on her back And she loves to show me off, of course Smiles every time my face is up in the source Damn right I like the life I live Cause I went from negative to positive And it's all Oh, thank you.